0: on us buying products and following these trends because it's confusing and we don't know what's right. Slow down and do the just the next right thing for you and I promise that's good enough. And just keep, but you have to keep going. Keep going, keep going and watch what will happen.
1: Hey everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Entering Motherhood, a podcast dedicated specifically to new moms going through this amazing journey in life. I'm your host, Sarah Bilger, a postpartum nutritional coach slash mechanical engineer. And as always, I'm so excited to be here with you and share all of the information I've been lucky enough to obtain since becoming a mom. In this episode, I speak with Lane, who is a health coach who specializes in helping busy mamas on how to prioritize themselves more. Hello, and welcome to Entering Motherhood. I'm so happy to have you here. And how about you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us about your family and things that you're up to?
0: Sarah, thank you so much for having me. This is a total blast. I can't believe that I get to like come here and just chat with you. Like This is so cool. Thank you. Um, yeah, so my name's Lane. I'm a mama of two. I have a two and a half year old and I guess Gosh, now he's nine months old. I live in Colorado with some animals. We've got like horses and dogs on this little farm and it's busy and chaotic and a total blast. And I'm a health coach. So it's my total passion and like love. And that's actually Sarah and I, like that's totally how we connected, right? Like you love health, you have babies, I love health. Oh my gosh, I feel like if we lived in the same date, we'd be having coffee every single week. But yeah, so I'm a health coach and I specialize in working with busy mamas. Like how how do we prioritize our health when life always feels pretty chaotic? Like how do we make ourselves a priority with all these crazy external circumstances? How do we really optimize our energy so we have enough, so we can count on having enough energy every day? How do we kind of lose those last pounds that feel like they're hurting our confidence and dragging us down a little bit? How do we how can we count on it to be there long-term also like away from the quick fixes, away from the diets, and into really sustainable long-term habit change.
1: Awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love how you said prioritize and optimize. I think, <laughs> I think those two things are just exactly what like a lot of moms are looking for. And really, you know, something that I noticed as I was entering motherhood was, you know, my life is different now. And things have changed. But how can I still prioritize my own personal health? And then, yeah, optimize it and get it to be at the peak level of where it can be in the given circumstances. And then be there for my children.
0: Yeah, yes, a 100%. And it, you know, it's not like it doesn't those words aren't always like glamorous, right? Like how can you systematize it? But it 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 really is, you put up those systems in place to ensure that you're going to feel your best, that you're going to be able to show up for your kids and your spouse and yourself and your career and all the things you want to do in life, like at your optimal state. I think we all, a lot of moms suffer from this crazy fatigue and exhaustion. And holy smokes yeah we do a lot in a day so how can we really systematize things to make sure that we're showing up for ourselves because it's one thing to say hey mama you need to fill up your cup more hey mama you need to prioritize yourself like that's great and i'm all for that rah rah you can do it but like okay how how in the midst of chaos and craziness and tantrums and and diaper changes, and grocery store runs, and work, and laundry, how do you actually fill up your own cup?
1: Yeah, That's what I
0: really exactly. like. To that. Yeah,
1: I love that. And I think, you know, that how is such a huge thing when you're, you're first becoming a mom, and you're not even, you're thinking, how do I take care of baby? Not like, how do I take care of me? But that still needs to be done. And I really feel like we need to set that priority to ourselves so that we can fully be there for our children.
0: Exactly. Yes. And, and making, and surrounding yourself with a community of women who, who feel that way, you know, mama's being busy or being stressed out is not a badge of honor. It's not, not showering for a week is not something that we should um, be, you know, patting each other on the back for. We should be saying, how can I support you to get that shower in? How can I support you to take care of yourself more? Um, oftentimes it be- can become a little bit like, oh, you didn't shower in this many days. Oh, I haven't eaten since yesterday, you know? And it's kind of like this, like, my, whose life is harder? We're all in it right now, in the depths of it. 2020 threw us even more curveballs, right? If you're, whether you're home with little littles or you're trying to homeschool, holy smokes, you are all amazing mothers. But like, we need to be saying like, yeah, you know what I did today? I told my husband to take the kids and I took 45 minutes to myself and I worked out for 20 of those and I showered and I read 10 pages in my favorite book, right? Like we should be high-fiving each other for that. So really surrounding each o- ourselves with people, with other women that believe in that standard.
1: Yeah, I love that. I really feel like finding a community that's, you know, not even sometimes you think, oh, like that mom looks like she has it all together. Like we have nothing in common. Like how could she ever compare to what I'm doing? Because here I am with like spit up all over me and toys are all over the place. And, you know, especially comparing on social media and looking at all of that, you're like, oh my gosh, like they have it all together. Like, why don't I? And I honestly feel like none of us have it all together. Like there's always something going on. There's always like problems and situations that are like pulling us each way. And I think it's really just like you said, finding that community that's going to encourage you and high five you for taking that five minute shower, 10 minute shower, like taking that t- like 20 minutes to walk around the block, even just by yourself or what, whatever. And I think like honoring moms to give that time to themselves is, is, is really, really huge.
0: What, a, like, what a fantastic point. I think giving that time to yourself, regardless of, again, that's kind of what I said in the beginning, regardless of the chaos and your external circumstances, because holy crap, There are, it's always chaos, right? Like if you were to take a screenshot right now, of like what my house looks like, there are currently dishes in the sink, a dishwasher full of clean dishes. I'm sure there's laundry in the dryer. And I know for sure that there's probably a coffee cup from breakfast out and toys all over. <laughs> like, but if I were to constantly be living in reaction to all those details that need me always, I would never be here talking to you, Sarah. I would never be, prioritizing my workout this morning, I would never be sitting on the floor reading a book with my kids. Like, you have to know that you're always going to be pulled and be able to really focus in on what your priorities are. Because as a mom, someone else is always going to need us. Something else is always going to need us. Yeah, unfortunately. That's
1: great. (laughs) So what are kind of like your top go to tips, I guess, like, what would you right off the bat kind of say, like, where you can start in order
0: to, to give yourself that time. That's so good. I think first of all, just really releasing any pressure or any um, expectation on yourself that it's going to be all or nothing. You know, this was this whole concept of if I'm going to be healthy, it has to be this all in mentality or I'm not going to do it all was how I lived my life for so long. And especially as moms, I mean, really everyone, but especially as moms, we got to ditch that. do what you can with what you have where you're at. It if you don't have an hour to work out, the answer is, oh, I'm just not gonna work out. The answer is how can I try to incorporate some movement into my day? If you don't, if the plan you had for dinner fell apart because you've been dealing with tantrums all day, okay, how can I try to add a little bit of extra green on my plate or how can I give myself a little bit of grace for today? And then tomorrow morning I might make myself like a mega smoothie or something. Like it can't be this. You have to just drop the all or nothing mentality and just do, you know, just do one step at a time. What's the next right thing? These tiny little choices compound to just the most massive results you can ever imagine. And I know that maybe you're listening to this and you're saying, I, I can't see it yet. Now, that's okay. You might not be able to see it yet. But my ask for you today would be like, what is the like one right next step for you that you could do? that would start to push you towards feeling, feeling better today, feeling more energized, feeling healthier, feeling like you did one action to fill up your cup. Um, and the really cool thing about that is that how you do one thing is how you do everything. So it has this beautiful cascading ripple effect on the rest of your life. All of a sudden, maybe you didn't snap as quickly with your toddler, or maybe when your husband came home and just sat on the couch, you were a little bit more understanding that they probably had a long day too, or whatever it might be you are more present, you are more patient, you are feeling better because of that one choice that you made a little bit differently. Um, And you know what, it might not be perfect either. Like, even within that, I think like, yesterday, I had to stop like three times in the middle of my workout, I had to, uh, my baby wanted to be breastfed. And then my toddler, she pooped, and I had to go change the diaper. And then I think the dogs were barking, what, you know, whatever it was. But I wasn't like, oh, crap, this wasn't perfect. I should just stop. I was so proud of myself for just showing up regardless because that's life as a mama.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think just that showing up and like you said, just being able to do what you can with what you have. And I think so many times we're like you said, oh, I don't have an hour to work out. Like I can't do that. Just start it. If the baby wakes up from their nap, then you can end it and go about, like, go get your baby, like, whatever. Like, same with, you know, if you're like, oh, like, I can't jump in the shower because they might wake up or or something like that. Like, just go and start it. Go and do it. And then, and then as things come up, you can kind of pivot from there. Like, maybe your hair is still wet or whatnot. But I mean, like, at least, like you said, you got that one little thing kind of started, done with, you showed up for yourself and then you feel a little bit better. It's like, oh, like I ate a healthy breakfast. Like I feel good about myself or like I worked out this morning. I went on a run. I went outside today. <laughs> like, I think those little tiny things really do kind of, you know, it's almost like that checklist effect of you checked something off and, and it's like, I accomplished something today and i think that ties into like gratitude and everything too like it has something that you're grateful for like doing for yourself in that day and i think that just you know makes you feel a little bit better
0: going throughout your day so i mean completely that's that's actually scientifically proven that if you do this one thing that progress creates momentum And you know, what's even better if you celebrate the heck out of that progress. Like you said, like, hell yeah, I went outside today or I took that five minute shower, like high five yourself, be proud of yourself, celebrate yourself, because guess what? You're actually getting a wonderful hit of dopamine at that moment. That is that feel good. Like, I think I'm going to do that again tomorrow. That's that positive ripple effect, that positive momentum versus the negative that we want to stay out of where we're always showing up for everyone else and chasing everyone else around and everything else around. So so do something for yourself, celebrate the heck out of it. And um plan ahead a little bit for it too. If I could just say that, Sarah, like um, like I said, you have to be flexible, but also um hoping something is gonna happen is not a strategy. So like especially as a busy mom when we have so many things pulling on us, like um if you know that you've been saying you're going to do something and it hasn't happened, make a plan for it. And I know again it's not glamorous, but you know what? We plan when our kids are going to go to bed. We create that discipline for them for a reason. We have to also do that for ourselves. So, if this is a big priority for you and if you keep saying you're going to do it and you're not doing it, my best advice here is to say to really sit down, pen to paper and say What would I, you know, what's going to make me feel the best? What's going to have the most positive ripple effect? And then what's my plan for making sure it's a non-negotiable this week?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's one thing, you know, that really shifted when I became a mom was I had so much more free time. And if I was going to go to the gym in the morning or something, or if I was going to go do something at night or even just like you know, taking a bath at night or having that like flexibility, it was there. And then you become a mom. And like you said, like, this is bedtime. This is like, you're, you're always kind of like you said, going to get pulled in so many directions. And I think we do need to make more of an effort to find that time. And so for a lot of us, we went from you know, having so much flexibility and so much free will and kind of going about wherever we are, whatever we're doing, like, a friend calls you and says, you want to go out for coffee? And it's like, Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, like, and you can go meet up. Now it's like, Oh, no, like, Rosie just laid down for a nap, or like, I have this and that like, you have schedules now and things going on or maybe you're you just nursed your child or or whatnot you know you can't just like up and at them go and do those things anymore but you need to be doing those things still like it feels good to go out and see a friend or even just make time to communicate with them in in some way and it feels good to give yourself that pleasure, whatever it is, like being able to do those little things that you used to do before kids. So. Yes,
0: completely. And, and paying attention, you know, so I, I keep talking about consistency, like showing up consistently for something. But the first step to that is like, really being aware. So awareness is the foundation of creating any change. So be aware what activities are really making you feel filled up. And then how are you intentionally implementing them throughout your week, throughout your month? Is it that phone call with a friend? Is it that walk, is it that workout? Is it that meditation? Is it that bath? Whatever it might be, what is making you feel totally energized and what is completely depleting you? And be aware of those activities. That also goes over into the food realm. What foods are making you feel crappy? What foods are making you feel depleted and tired? And what foods are making you feel successful, feeling excited, feeling like a good parent? You know, if we are always just eating off of our kids trays and never like, again, taking that time to fuel ourselves, there's, we're just a shell, there's nothing left over. Um, And so being aware of what makes us feel our best, whether that be activities or foods, and then how we're being intentional about making sure we create time in our day every single day for that good fuel and those good activities. Yeah,
1: I couldn't agree more. I think that's that's so, so important to really kind of you know, like you said, be intentional about it and and being aware of it is is just huge. like, you know, I think it's hard to kind of not tunnel vision and just go through day-to-day activities and not really, okay, yeah, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, but like taking that time to just be aware of what am I doing? What am I eating? How am I feeling? And taking, even even if that's where you start, you know, like, okay, I'm going to start just mentally, how do I feel today? Like when you wake up, like, what am I going to do today? Or at the end of the day, at night, like you just put the kids down and, and you're either lounging around or cleaning up the toys or now you're in bed. Just take a few minutes to sit there and be like, how did I feel today? What did I do today that I enjoyed? What did I do today that I didn't enjoy? How can I make that better? And making those little tiny changes, yes, I think can have so such much. A, yeah, it can have such a huge effect on on your day to day activities, and then eventually you start to form habits around that. Or, I guess like a a new word or a word that I'm hearing more of now is rituals like, more so than a habit, but a ritual, like, something that you're actually, like, doing for yourself. And um, I don't know if you're aware of, like, the concept of kind of, like, even, like, when you're brushing your teeth or something, like, saying affirmations, like, doing things that you're already doing every day and, like, making them be something that's for you. Like, not only are you going in and you're showering, but as you're showering, you're praising yourself for something that you did that day or, or just kind of like saying like, I'm wonderful. I'm great. I'm an awesome mom.
0: Like. Yeah. No, completely habit stacking. And it's a huge part of my practice. And uh, a couple that I do in my life is which goes exactly with everything you're saying is at the end of the night, I have to go check on my horses. Yes. That is my life. So I go out in this crazy snow and I go check on the horses. And while I'm doing that, I go through in my mind, What are two things I'm really proud of for that day how I showed up? So like, and these are details. It's, I mean, it can be bigger picture things. Like I'm proud of myself for working out. You should be, but it's also like, can be really small. Like I'm really proud of myself when my toddler um, started screaming that I chose to take three deep breaths before I responded, right? Like, so you bring awareness to that moment. I'm really proud of myself when my toddler um, was having that ice cream, I decided in that moment, I made a conscious choice to um, just sit with her in that moment because I wasn't actually desiring ice cream. Whatever it might be, just bring awareness to those those little choices. So I say, what are the two things? And then what's the one thing that I would like to improve upon? So this is not like to, you know, say like, oh, you were a bad mom today. Are you, uh, how dare you eat the ice cream? <laughs> Eating ice cream is great. I love ice cream. But it's just awareness of how I want to keep the progress moving forward to being the person that I want to be. I mean, so that's a beautiful, as you said, ritual or habit, whatever word you'd like to use. Um, Another one, like super simple, is the night before when I make my coffee. I love coffee. I'm not the health coach that like just sits over here drinking water with lemon. That's good for you, but so is coffee. Good for the soul. (laughs) Um... So I make my coffee the night before and I always put out a glass of water, my probiotic with my vitamins. Um, and so in the morning, my habit used to always be coffee. Now my habit or my ritual, because I stacked those on top of each other, is to now drink my water with my vitamins while my coffee's brewing. So I'm, I'm, I'm already starting my day out for myself. My but Your body's dehydrated when you wake up. Um, I'm not saying don't drink coffee. I'm just saying drink some water first. So I'm stacking these habits. Coffee was a hard habit. It was already there. Now I'm just stacking up another positive habit on top of that. Um, and then say, you're like, okay, well, I wanted to start stretching in the morning. Great. Maybe now you take that cup of coffee, which is, again, your solid habit, and you go set a timer for five to 10 minutes and you stretch. You're stacking those habits on top of each other. Habits make healthy living simple. That is just, is fact. <laughs> Having it be a habit becomes like brushing your teeth. It makes it simple because you don't have to use so much mind power, push discipline to get there. And so the discipline helps set up to be there. And then once the habit sets in, it's not as hard. So yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. And then so what kind of led you on this on this path? Were you doing this before kids, or or what really kind of flipped the switch, or or where were you pre? kids
0: <laughs> yeah that's a great question so it, <laughs> I feel like i be able to say like pre-COVID or you know like I feel that way a little bit like pre-kids versus now my oldest is only two and a half so it's not like I've been a mom for that long but it kind of feels like my whole life hard to imagine I don't know if you feel that way Sarah but sometimes yeah. I to imagine who I was with all this free time for children but no I uh I actually had these huge audacious dreams of going to the Olympics. Um, and so I was like pushing really hard for that and um really lost control of my health at that point. That whole like busyness is a is a badge of honor, the whole all or nothing spiel, all of those things come from very personal experience of um eating on the go or not eating, um, struggling with eating disorders, struggling with working too much, not filling my own cup up, the whole the whole story. So that was That was pre kids. And it took me to a point, again, awareness, right? Like a few events happened that led me to an opportunity to create a little bit of perspective on the situation that said, are you willing to sacrifice everything you're willing to set, you are sacrificing for this one goal? And the answer was no. So I started looking into health coaching. I started, you know, going down this route. I've always been really interested in, um, healthy living, but I also always thought it would require way too much sacrifice. And I love a good glass of wine and I love pizza and I love um going to Top Golf with my husband. You know, like I'm a very real person. I don't want it to be all kale and lemon water and, you know, um and so I was really afraid of that. Like, well what if I, I can't unknow these things. I'm gonna lose <laughs> this fun part of me. And uh, but as I started getting into it, it's totally a Addicting and amazing, and you feel better every step of the way, and you can still go to Top Golf with your husband and have a good slice of pizza with your kids and all of the wonderful things. Um, and so I just fell hard into learning the science behind it, into learning about the habit change piece. And as soon as I started becoming a health coach, I got pregnant with my daughter. <laughs> so everything just lined up just like that. Um, and I quit my other job and started my business uh, right before I had her.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, I think that's something that a lot of people don't understand, too. I think I'm very similar in the sense of, like, I'm all for healthy living and stuff like that, but, like, we're normal people, too. Yeah. Like, you have to be – I mean, we're human. There's there's going to be times that you have a sliced pizza. Like, I told somebody there the other day, I was like, yeah, we, we got a frozen pizza and put it in the oven because, you know what, it was a busy day. But the thing is, like, I'm not – Gonna go well. I had the pizza, so now I just am gonna eat oh, a whole bag of chips and a whole tub of ice cream. I, I might as well just go off the deep end because I I messed up or I slipped up. You know, again to that all or nothing. It's not. It doesn't have to be like that. If you want an Oreo, go ahead and eat the like. Go yeah. eat the cookie. Like if yes. you want a cookie, eat the cookie. And I think. That's like what we have to kind of see. And because I think when you completely restrict yourself, when you take out a whole food category or something like that, now it's constant. It's a mind game. It's in your head. You're like, oh my gosh, all I want is a cookie because I can't eat cookies. Or, you know, all I want is pasta because like I can't eat pasta. Now, if you have a sensitivity or an allergy, like the
0: different that's, conversation, that's a different yeah.
1: right? You know, don't eat that if you have a flare up, if it's causing you pain, if you're seeing changes in your body because of something that you're eating and it's negatively affecting you or making you sick. Okay, now maybe we need to cut that out. But if it's like, I want ice cream with my toddler tonight, like have ice cream.
0: Completely
1: jump back onto the health train the next day yeah. <laughs> or the next moment that you can because that's, that's all you have to kind of like, just jump back on, keep on going. And I, and I put couldn't ag- back in there. agree
0: more. And I think a client a question I ask my clients all the time is like, is the, are the actions you're taking sustainable for the next five years? So if they're not, I mean, sure. There are a couple, like I've done like some 10 day, like full body detoxes, that type of stuff. But I'm saying like, if you are trying to become healthier and create a healthier lifestyle, you need to ask yourself, is it sustainable? Because if it's not, you will end up yo-yo dieting. You will end up on that roller coaster that I know I was on for years. And I know a lot of my clients have been on where you're constantly starting to get on Monday, starting and stopping. Your mind is consumed by what you're going to eat next or what you're not going to eat. It's exhausting. Your weight's fluctuating. It's all of the things. And so, um breaking it down to every choice you're making, make it simple, make it clear, and be conscious of your choices. Um, food is it's, it's complicated, right? A lot of people say, well food is is just fuel, food is absolutely fuel, and I will go on a whole tangent about how you should stabilize your blood sugar. But food is also fun. Food is also community food is also so many other things and so um asking yourself in the moment am I especially as a busy mom when we either don't eat or we eat kind of like subconsciously versus consciously like we're eating like when we're not paying attention to it which can be kind of like a danger zone that I work with with clients if you're mindless eating versus mindful eating I would encourage you to then ask yourself before you put something in your mouth am I eating this for fuel which is great, you have to eat food for fuel. Your food has to have the good ratios of fat and fiber and protein in order to keep that energy sustainable, like we said in the beginning. Am I eating this for fuel? Or am I eating this for fun because I'm bonding with my toddler and allowing myself to eat the ice cream as the example we keep using with with my little one? And both answers are okay. But again, bringing awareness to which answer is, if you're eating for fun, Do not just scarf it down and then be like, how many times have we eaten a bag of chips or something? And you get to the bottom and you're like, did I taste that? And you still want more because your body didn't even enjoy the process. So if you're eating for fun, if you're eating that Oreo or those cookies or that ice cream, chew it, taste it, bond with your child, enjoy the experience of eating that food. At the other end of it, you're not going to feel guilty. You're not going to feel like you want more. Now, there's one other option. fuel fun, or there's this other category, right? This is, am I eating for boredom? Am I eating because I'm lonely? Am I eating because I'm sad? Am I eating because I'm tired? Holy smokes, I used to always eat because I was stressed out and tired, right? So if those are the answers, I would encourage you to stop and put the food down and say, what am I really craving in this moment? If you're craving sleep, how soon can you get to bed? Or how soon can you go take a nap? If you're creating, craving connection, can you go talk to your spouse or call a friend? If you're bored, can you go find a fun activity to do? Bringing awareness to it and making a conscious choice instead of just defaulting to eating the food is all of the difference. So again, all the options are good options, but just being aware of which one it is. And look, there's no deprivation there.
1: Yeah, I love that. I think, I think so many of us Find ourselves in those situations, you know? And that's another thing. Like, I say, like, yes, like, as Rosie's getting older, we're starting to have snacks in the house that maybe I necessarily shouldn't be eating, but it's okay that, like, she has, like, a few animal crackers or whatnot. But, you know, those are for her. And then if I'm kind of digging into the cabinet because I'm just bored and I'm going for those things, like, no like just be aware of it and be like okay these snacks are in here for my children or special moments but it doesn't have to be like now that they're available there it's like a free for all like being more mindful of of what you're eating i think i think is huge in helping with that because i think you can very easily go into the fridge or open up the pantry and just kind of stare into it like I, I know that is like something that I used to do a lot like <laughs> I've told my husband like multiple times my big thing used to be like nachos mm-hmm. like, I could easily take like a bag of of tortilla chips load it with cheese and guac and salsa and all of that and like I would even I'd do that for dinner And thinking about that now, I'm like, oh, and like that was, you know, like high school or college or something like I would just be like, oh, I'm hungry, like what's in the fridge or what's in the pantry and just like, oh, I love nachos and just make myself like a plate of nachos. And thinking about that now, I'm like, oh, my goodness, like, how could I and that would be like, sometimes like multiple times a week, I was Mm -hmm. eating like that. And it's just things that you don't even think about.
0: Well, it's on repeat. It's on repeat. Just like, like how we're talking about those pot, like the positive habits of having the coffee with your water or the water with your coffee. It's the same thing of the nachos. Like you're just making... A habitual response to something you've been doing it tastes good it feels good it's been a long day you know you know it's going to go down really smoothly you're going to love the taste of it right right so it's a habitual response instead of just creating a momentary pause and making a conscious choice instead of defaulting who doesn't love nachos again go eat them once in a while now i'm hungry by the way thank you like what's for lunch i should have some nachos
1: (laughs) And I think, you know, like as adults or like, oh, like I'm the parent, like, you know, you kind of like, well, I'm allowed to do this because I'm in control of like what I'm eating and stuff. And I think, you know, like how we limit what our children are eating or, you know, like I like to even use like our dog as like an example, like, you know, here's your set amount of food and like you can't eat this or you can't have the table food you know like we have the ability to restrict other people but it's so much harder to restrict ourselves and I think kind of like being more intentional and mindful of like what am I doing and taking that self-care to really choose what things you're fueling your body with I think that's like the ultimate form of self-care self-care that we can have
0: It totally is. You know, we always talk about self-care, like the occasional glass of red wine or the bubble bath, but self-care is consciously choosing to show up for yourself. It's getting up a little bit before your kids do so you can wake up the day on your terms. It's making sure you get seven times nine hours of sleep. It's making sure you're fueling yourself, making sure you're keeping your stress in check, making sure you're moving your body. It's drinking enough water. That is self-care. That is, you know, that's showing up for yourself. And And if you struggle with exactly what you're saying with Sarah, which so many of us do is saying, I'm going to do it. And then I don't, it's so easy to set those parameters for our kids. I mean, sometimes it's easy. Sometimes wait until Rosie's two. And then there's like the tantrums and you're like, here's the food. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like we set those parameters for our kids because we love them because we're, we're helping them grow because we want to help them be the best that they can be. We owe that to ourselves. We have to have that same discipline. It's not always easy. Of course, it's not. the nachos taste better. They're easier, they're quicker. You don't have to think about it. There's no prep work required. I get it. This can be done though. You just have to, going back to the beginning of the conversation, start small, focus on the small steps. And if you notice that you're, it's not happening for you, it's not your fault. It's okay. It's a societal issue, the something is wrong with your system, And or you just need a little bit of accountability. Healthy living, it's a team sport. Healthy living is a team sport. Get your team, get your community, get your village. Surround yourself with people where your your ideal, like the where you want to be, is their normal. Surround yourself with those people because you're going to reach up to that. You're going to go towards that. I have accountability buddies, right? Like if I'm working on something, I just trained for a 10K. I really don't like running. Had an accountability group that I showed up to because there were a lot of days when I was like, you know what I don't want to do is go run. (laughs) But I did it anyways because I set up the parameters to have the discipline and the accountability to make follow through inevitable, to make that follow-through happened no matter what. And guess what? I'm proud as hell of myself for showing up. I'm so proud of myself for doing that. And you will be too, if you set those parameters up and you follow through and you need help with that. You don't do it alone. Yeah. Don't yeah. do it alone. No, and
1: you don't have to do it alone. I think right. a lot of times we think like, I was just like, um, there's a book that I'm reading right now. And, you know, like she talks about that and basically, like, you know, we have put ourselves in this mindset of like, I'm an independent woman, and I can do this all by myself. And it's like, no, like you can do it all by yourself. But you don't have to It's so much more. (laughs) It's so much more fun when you find people that are gonna get excited about things that you're excited about. And you know, like, they're gonna support you like, Training for the 10K and stuff like that. And, like, you know, you're not doing it alone because you don't have to. Like, you can find those people that are going to get hyped and excited and support you to do those things. And I think, you know, even now with how digital everything is, you can reach out, like, find a mom group to be a part of or whatnot. Like, you know, join a community that is going to get you doing those small little actions like and it's not a comparison it's not a a fight for who can do the most or who can do it better it's literally just like hey I did this today like oh my gosh that's awesome like okay like what are you gonna do today you know and just like bouncing off each other in that energetic state not like oh like you know, like Sarah ran a 10k and like, how <laughs> I ever, like, oh, what a show off or something like, no, like, this is literally like, I'm doing these things, you're doing these things to like, just lift each other up. And we can all rise and and be better. We don't have to like, you know, make it a comparison or or feel down because somebody else is doing something more or less or or that. You
0: know, we are all so unique. Our bodies are unique, our goals are unique and our lifestyles are unique. And so yeah. as a health coach, that's like such an important foundational factor to everything I do with clients because um what's right for me is not going to be right for you, Sarah, and it's not going to be right for our neighbor Sally down the road, right? We all have totally different goals. Our bodies respond totally different to different foods. We have different ages of children, one child, three children, different, you know, homeschooling, not homeschooling. Um, You have to take all of those factors into play when you are creating your kind of next step that you're going to take. So it's just do the next right thing. Just do the next thing that's right for you, not that what's what's right for me or for Sarah. Like you're looking for that ripple effect habit that I've been talking about. Like if I were to ask you right now, what is the one thing that you would know would have a significant impact on your overall health and well-being? What would that be? Write it down. I bet if all of us wrote that down, we would have a totally different answer because we're all unique. Start there, get the accountability in the community around it, and watch how that grows. It's not about doing more or something different. Our, our society, our society thrives off of our confusion as a diet culture, right? Our confusion around should I be doing keto? Should I be doing intermittent fasting? Should I be doing paleo? Should I be vegan? Like, what? What is this celery juice thing, right? Like. They thrive on us buying products and following these trends because it's confusing and we don't know what's right. Slow down and do the, just the next right thing for you. And I promise that's good enough and just keep, but you have to keep going, keep going, keep going and watch what will happen.
1: Yeah. I think that's like what I like to tell a lot of moms too. Like things are going to be different for each of us and what works for you is good. Keep, yeah. if that works for you, yeah.
0: then do that. Yes. Don't it make it so complicated.
1: Yeah. Like, if if you see somebody else doing something, you're like, oh, well, I can't do that, or I don't want to do that. Like, don't do it then. Like, if it's not going to excite you, if it's not going to make you feel good, like, don't – do I mean, there's a difference between, like, things that are going to help you health-wise. Like, you can't be like, oh, well, I don't like eating, like, veggies or whatever and, like, stuff like that. Like, you know, there are some things that maybe – We don't necessarily, maybe you don't like working out, but like, you're going to feel good afterwards and it's going to help you in the long run, but find something that maybe is a little bit more enjoyable. If you like to dance, just dance around in your living room with your kid or something, or just act silly or go play out back with them. Like movement can look different for everybody. And I think, yeah. Finding those things that you enjoy and that you like is going to look different than what somebody else is doing and what they like. And I think being able to customize that and and make it work for you is what's really going to be the most beneficial.
0: And sustainable, like we said, yeah. right? Like if you try on all these habits, and I like to say try on because I, I do think like, yes, you know what, guys? Sorry, you do have to eat vegetables. That is part of feeling your best and just like you need to have some good fat and some good protein and some good fiber that, yes, you do. But maybe you like to prepare them differently or maybe your favorites are different vegetables. Great. That's super. Play with it. Try it on. Maybe you like to swim for your movement or do HIIT workouts or run or dance, ride horses, whatever. But, um, but yes, movement is crucial. Um, Maybe you have a different evening routine. But yes, sleep is still crucial. So (laughs) there are these pieces that are crucial, but how you approach them can come in such unique, organic, different ways. And so I always like to say, like, kind of like if you're going to try on new jeans, you try them on to see what fits. And if it doesn't fit, it's no problem. So if we try something on and you come back and you're like, well, that was horrible. What great feedback. Super. Now I know what I don't like. And now I know what I do like. And then guess what? Different seasons of life, things change too. So I was a different person before I was kids. And then when I was pregnant, that was a different journey. And then when I had the baby, that was my body and mind needed something different. And then breastfeeding. And then, oh, the second pregnancy was different. And so, getting in tune with listening to what your body is saying to you in the different seasons of life and how you can shift and change accordingly so that you can have your most energy, feel your best, and really thrive instead of feeling overwhelmed behind, sad, all of those things.
1: I love it. This conversation has been so, so awesome. And I just, I like, I always just like, enjoy like seeing you and like, like what you're up to and what you're doing
0: and stuff.
1: So you're I so think. so
0: sweet. <laughs> Thank you. you know, I get I... so excited about this because it's changed my life and you deserve to feel good. There's, it's so hard there's so much hardness in life I like there's a lot of beauty but there's a lot of hard like your baby waking up in the middle of the last night was hard that's hard you deserve to feel good and approach it from your best place and so take a nugget and run with it I hope it helps
1: (laughs) yeah yeah I mean and like I think that's what like you know, maybe some people get confused at like when you're like, oh, like enjoy it and have fun and blah, blah, blah. And like, I think when you're in like a negative space, it's hard to kind of like, oh, like how can she say that? Like, oh, you know, like you're like so down on yourself. Like this is hard, like this isn't fun. And it's like, we're not saying like it doesn't suck sometimes. It's just saying like you deserve to have good moments. And those good moments should come as often as possible. Like.
0: Yes. And those sucky moments get a little bit better when you're coming from a place of being filled up instead of from such a depleted state all the time. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Doyle has just the most amazing quote that I just, uh, did you, have you read her book? Untamed? Yeah. Yeah. The, what is it? It's um, a good mother is not a martyr. A good mother is a model. And I just, I try to keep that so close to me at all times, because when I feel like I'm not doing enough or being enough, or I have to show up harder for other people, just really keeping that in check, because I know that it's my job to model for my daughter and for my son of who I want to be and what I deserve as a as a woman, as a human, as a mom, and uh, not feel bad about it when I need to take care of myself.
1: I love that. Yeah. I think that's just such a huge message to really, I guess, like reiterate and and
0: express. It's that. hard. I'm not saying it's yeah. easy. Like yeah. I still struggle with so much of this too, right? Like having mom guilt or asking for the help. You know, creating creating the help so I can um, show up for my career and then also show up for myself and all of those pieces. Um, it's a daily conversation but I like to look at it as a daily conversation with myself instead of a shame spiral or like uh telling myself I'm not doing enough or being enough it's a I'm constantly looking for feedback this worked this didn't work okay I'm gonna lean in towards that um and try to just reduce the guilt that comes with anything and honor it and then move it along
1: (laughs) exactly well, I think you are doing such amazing things and you are definitely on a beautiful path. Thank you, path Sarah. It's,
0: <laughs> you too, girlfriend. Oh. Holy smokes. You're a little, oh, she's <laughs> perfect. And she's getting so big. And like, like, how many times do moms say this, right? But like, it happens so fast. You're like in the thick of it. And then you like lift your head up. Like through COVID, my two-year-old has become this like little person. She was a baby when COVID hit. And now she's a person. I'm not sure what
1: happened. I know. I picked Rosie up the other day and kind of like had her legs on either side. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're turning into a child. Like you're not a baby. You're not just laying on my chest your legs are able to wrap around me and your arms are going around my neck. She actually does this cute little like pat on the back when sometimes like you pick her up and you hold her. She'll give you a nice good hug and a little pat on the back. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like she's a child. Like this, she's a little toddler. And I I just, I can't, I can't do it. I'm like, no, go back to just being like a limp little lump. <laughs>
0: I know, I know. It happens so dang fast. Yeah. It's, she's beautiful, though. You're doing such a great job. <laughs> You're an inspiration to all of us mamas.
1: Oh. <laughs> we're we're all doing it together. And I think, like, you know, again, with that community, like, just finding people that are, are going to help you feel good
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and
0: surround yourself with those things. Yes. Wow. You are who you surround yourself with, right? Like it's yeah. You said it.
1: Awesome. Well, is there anything else that you wanna add or talk about? Did you have to talk
0: there? about this forever, but I don't want to go with, <laughs> I don't I told I'm such a nerd. My husband will come on from work and I'm like, did I tell you this new thing I learned today? <laughs> like, okay, relax. I'm tired. <laughs> no, I just think I think um, if if you're wanting to make changes you can absolutely do this and you deserve it so figure out where the one places you can move forward with create some dang support around it plan ahead and follow through and it's not always easy but give yourself that same love and discipline that you would give your child because you love yourself because you know you know that that's going to make you feel better no matter how hard it feels right now and if you need that extra support reach out for it because it's, you shouldn't be doing this alone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think definitely just reiterating the fact that like you deserve it. Like any mom out there deserves to feel her best and be her best. And, and the help is out there. And there's so many people that want to help lift you up and, and feel better and be better. And so I think just, Giving yourself that permission slip of, I deserve this. I need this. I want this. You know, truly just seeking what is going to help you and make you feel better and believing that you do deserve it, I think, I think is such a,
0: a huge hurdle to kind of. Huge. And just try to not look at it as such a big picture right now. Like just do the next right thing. at the end of this podcast, write down one thing that you're going to work towards and do that. If you look at, I'm going to get healthier. I'm going to go prioritize my sleep. I'm not going to have any more stress. I'm going to drink all the water. I'm only going to eat kale and I'm going to exercise for an hour a day. It's not going to work. So pick the one thing and go hard at it and celebrate the heck out of yourself for showing up because that's huge. And that's where the momentum comes from. And you will be shocked to see what can happen. I love
1: that. Well, again, just thank you so, so much for coming and spending time with me today and talking to all the mamas out there about what they can do to kind of prioritize their health and just get to feeling better and, and get what they deserve. That's so. great.
0: Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for having me. This was amazing. Well, this wraps
1: up yet another episode of Entering Motherhood. I hope that you have found this episode helpful, and if you liked it, please share it with others who might also benefit from this information. If there's anything that you'd like to know more about, or maybe you know someone who'd like to be on the show, please visit my website, enteringmotherhood.com. I'm so thrilled to be going on this journey with you and getting the amazing opportunity to help moms during this postpartum experience. You can also now find us on Instagram and Facebook at Entering Motherhood.